following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for 28 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, unfortunately, into every life, uh, trials will come. Uh, Mm -hmm. If if, uh, someone has said that if you're not in one now, you've just come out of one or you're about to go into (laughs) one. And uh, so we can kind of laugh at that, but we know that's, we we laugh because we know it's true. So, and you have written on that, one of our keys for living that you've written there. And uh, so what are your kind of initial thoughts on the idea of trials in life? Uh, they do happen. Mm-hmm. Your next question. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, no. Because of trials encountered early in my life, <clears throat> I, I grew up uh, knowing resentment uh, about as well as most people know their best friend, if they have one. Uh, in fact, for years I didn't have a best friend. Uh, fearful of inviting an outsider into my private pain, I uh, directed my energy not toward friendships, but um, toward justifying a seething hatred uh, as someone I viewed personal enemy number one. That would be my father. I I had a mental list I kept of his personal... um, the painful things he did, the, his sins, his shortcomings. Um, he was not a Christian, and he was cruel toward my mom. But it was just uh, nearly endless of being consumed by his abusive, arrogant, angry uh, outbursts. Uh, th- and that was just for starters. Though though I, I didn't know it at the time, presiding... Um, as a virtual judge, me being the judge and jury over his life. Uh, it was a burden I neither designed nor um, or, nor was equipped to bear. As a result, my ever-expanding list, because I would only look for wrong in, in my dad, um, uh, uh, there was just the certainty that he would never change. I was absolutely positive. And uh, it kind of ripped the hope right out of my heart. Uh, I was at, uh, somewhere in there um, being exposed to the Bible at, uh, for the first time. And uh, on a hot summer day, um, just before my junior year in high school, I remember thinking these exact words. Just do it, June. Drive off the bridge. It would be so easy. Why not? And I just kept saying, press the pedal, press the pedal, press the pedal. Uh, And it would just go over the overpass, and then I'd be at the bottom and dead. And I thought, that'll do it. Um, And I then all of a sudden felt a restraint. What if I'm not successful? What if I end up only maimed, then my mom would have a huge burden of needing to take care of me for the rest of my life. And I thought, I cannot do that to her. I can't. Now, I remember the painful emotions just churning inside of me and the hopelessness 
thinking nothing will change, nothing will change. Um, it wasn't that I wanted to kill myself. I just wanted the pain to stop. The relentless, unspoken, uh, soul-ravaging pain uh, it produced um, a fiery trial that didn't seem to end. Now, later, I learned some things. Um, had I not, by the way, persevered during the trials, not not ending my life, <clears throat> then I would have no personal testimony to God's faithfulness. I would have no ironclad assurance of His ability to rescue me and restore me. And in both the Old Testaments and New Test, the New Testament and Old Testament, we we find numerous references to God's refining people through their painful trials, in much the same way as there's this earthly refiner who uses fire to purify gold and silver. And Jeff, I had never heard this concept before. Um, God's purpose for this process is to conform us to his character. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, we don't develop Christ-like character all at once. It is forged over time, especially through trials. So hanging on to hope in the midst of the trials is essential, especially when the heat is turned up beyond what you think you can bear. And whatever your circumstance, you know, this is where we need to learn what God's purpose could be. Um, there is a phrase, momentary affliction. Uh, you can know that whatever the affliction you have, the painful affliction, uh, God allows it in your life. It will be used for a purpose. The heat won't destroy you. It will only conform you to the character of Christ. And you can know that in time, this is what the Bible says in Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the rivers, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to think about what's going on in your life and to really apply God's Word to that and see what God's heart would be on your situation in life. We'd just like to recommend some of our resources to you. If you just call customer support at 800-488-HOPE, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, they'll be happy to recommend some of those resources to you. Now, we do have Keys for Living, as June was just talking about, the topic of trials in life. We have Keys for Living there called God's Refining Fire. Again, that's trials, God's Refining Fire. And Customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have a listener in Colorado listening on KGFT, The Word. We welcome back to the program tonight, Michael. Well, hello, Michael. What a treat to hear from you again. Well, hello, June. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you on over, I think, 25 years on the yeah. radio? They, they said 28, I think. 28, so, wow. Yes, wow. Yeah. Thank time. you, thank you. And that, also, uh, I just wanted to make a comment that, uh, you know, my mom and your dad would have made a uh, interesting <laughs> couple. <laughs> oh, uh, do you think uh, e- either of them would have survived each other? <laughs> you know, I was thinking that, and I, thought, I think they might have just uh, been able to, you know, destroy each other. Yeah, you know, but, you know, I, um, yes, um, thank God that uh, he changed me inside out because I, I, I really did, what I was saying in that intro was <clears throat> I, I really did not want to see good, but, and, you know, he, he did provide jobs for hundreds of people I mean, there there were some positives that that then later I had to focus on, but it was the pain was so poignant at the time, and I think when we're growing up, um, it's hard to sometimes balance out. Uh, and and he was not a believer; he wasn't exposed to truth, and nor was I for uh, the. Uh, uh, until I was 
uh, a, a teenager, and then I saw authentic Christianity for the first time. But uh, um, you know, it uh, it's hard, isn't it, when we see injustice? And that well, that was a my lot biggest of word. Repercussions. You know, there's things that that um, one has to continue with that go beyond the scope of their life. Um, and mm. to some extent, we, we both have, um, you know, we're both kind of dealing with those. those on a, now, you, you provide a lot of hope. I, I list, I've listened to you for uh, quite a while now, and, you know, I, I do get the hope, but like I was telling Jeff, I... I'm still struggling with my own identity in Christ, and and it's it's just uh, a question of like, okay, Lord, um, you know, I'm I I was in that situation for the first twenty years of my life, or what what have you, and how do I know for sure? that I am truly your son because I don't see it sometimes. And I think a lot of it is because of the suffering that I, that I endured. And it, I think it, it just crushed me, crushed my mm-hmm. spirit, crushed my soul. Mm-hmm. When you say, I don't see it now. What would the it be to uh, confirm to you if you were a, a son, as the Bible says, we are adopted into His family? Um, and when you mentioned your identity in Christ, so what would the it be that you would need to see? That I am truly His son. That I, I, I don't know if people understand this. It's like, you know, all my life I've been told, oh, just get over it, just believe, just you know, just do this, just do that. Yeah, I think if I could do that, I'd do it. I mean, I'm tired of this. This is not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, um, you know, really um, knowing that I'm his son. What then would make you think you're not? If you really were, what would make you struggle with that? I, I, okay, and that's a good question. I see. I experience a lot of my own shame and my own like the condemnation from like, oh, you weren't. You were never loved. You're you're unlovable. How could you know you feel that you're you could be loved? And then I I walk you know like I'll go through church, and in a way that's why I avoid I have avoided church for years because I just felt like you know these people don't understand. They just don't get it. They don't they they look at me and they judge me based on my my appearance, I guess, my, my downcast face. And, and then I think to myself, well, 
if I really had God's, uh, if I really knew God's love, I shouldn't be this way. I should be, you know, I should, I should be happy. I should have the joy of the Lord as my strength and so on and so forth. And it's just a spiraling, uh, whirlwind of self-flagellation. You know, I can understand why Martin Luther did what he did to himself. I can understand that. It's, it's because you just, you never feel good enough. You, you, and people don't understand. They judge you based on the way you look instead of maybe what's in your heart. When you say people judge you, and now let's personalize that to you, what have they said to you where you feel judged? Well, it's it's more subtle than that. It's it's maybe they they overlook. Uh, um, I will try to be friendly with people at church and. Now, there's some, the, the true believers or people that are really mature in their faith, I have no trouble with. Mm. Um, it's the ones where I believe that, I don't know, they seem like they're um, normal, but then for some reason when I, I try to reach out in friendship, they, they it's almost like, they would prefer to overlook me, or they would prefer to, that that I just, I don't know exactly how to, it's subtle. There are subtle things, and, and I realize some of that is just maybe my own, I think it's my own imagination. Uh, maybe I'm just reading into things, or maybe I'm overthinking things, but it, it's constantly happening. So then I have to think to myself, okay, am I just... Um, my own worst enemy? Am I, am I just, am I just like not, um, I don't know how to explain it, socially mature? But I, I can do really well in certain situations, but when it comes to church, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I could, I can be in uh -huh. other situations and not feel this way. It's just mainly at church, and I'm thinking, hmm. I, don't, I don't know why. You've used a, a scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, if I, do you mind if I share something from my own life? Sure, go. That, go ahead. Okay. I, I could not identify... Um, People would sometimes say, well, when are you the happiest? <laughs> and and um, I, I don't identify with the word happy. And, and I know there is the word joy, and there is a difference. Happiness is based on happenings. And yeah. if you have a huge amount of adversity growing up, um, uh, it's survival. Uh, to me, if I could just, I, my word was cope. If I can just cope. And I couldn't, and people would, but they wouldn't accept that. People would say, of course you're happy. Of course there are times, you know, and I, I wasn't trying to uh, 
I didn't know what to do with some of the responses of people because it seemed, and I could see joy and all these things in other people, and I was, I could not identify. I, I thought it was fantastic when I would see expressions that were so free toward God and everything, but I couldn't identify with that. Now, does that make sense yeah. to you? Oh, absolutely. That's pretty much, you're starting to touch on how I, mm-hmm. I, I at times mm-hmm. feel. And yeah. I'm sure we're not the only ones. I'm sure there's millions of people that are, they're faking it till they make it. They're, they're trying to fit in. They're trying to, or that maybe they even feel like they don't, they just have to pretend to be somebody else. I don't want to do any of that. I, I've done that before. It's a lonely feeling. Well, it doesn't work because it's not genuine. No. no. Right, it doesn't. So, and, and when you think of the life of Jesus, <laughs> he was, um, he not only was uh, rejected, he was a, a man of sorrows if we look at, Isaiah and how the description of what the Messiah would look like, acquainted with grief, um, and you look at he was falsely accused, he, you know, just a slew of things that would not, um, um, a lot of times we don't look at, you know, because we can think of the gentle shepherd Jesus, he was the, the shepherd of the soul, the people around him, and he could create miracles, but um, I, he was a mixture of the severest pain, and yet he could, there was substance in his life, absolute substance, and that's what you're drawn to in him, and I'm drawn to, because it's real. Is that right. correct? Okay. Yeah. So, so I think what we've got to do is consider there are going to be people like you and me who had early trauma, early pain um, for a long, an extended long period of time, as you said, 20 years of your life. So uh, let's talk about what we do with that, because that's huge. And and it doesn't work to just... Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? That He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of trials, just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help guide you to God's hope in our resources. And uh, talk to them, see what uh, maybe you're dealing with, explain to them what resources, what kind of help you would like. And they'll be happy to recommend some of our resources to you that would be most uh, helpful to you. We'd, we'd like to be a part of that and helping you to uh, to work through and get through uh, some uh, some of the situations you might be happening to deal with. So we have uh, Keys for Living on the topic of trials called God's Refining Fire. And that one is available if you just call customer support. Again, their number 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to contact them by email, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's return to our conversation with Michael. Well, Michael, I, I do identify with you, and um, that draws me actually to you, but I know that a lot of people haven't been where you have been. Um, the kind of rejection that you experienced, um, the uh, type of um, physical uh, abuse and the challenges that you had. I mean, I, I get it. And yet a lot of people have never been there. And so what I want to do, if you don't mind, I'm going to, um, I'd like to share something that I did years ago, and it it's in our what we call our keys, our keys for living on uh, trials. And I had heard about the refining process, about um, if a, a a refiner um, of gold and silver, uh, how that occurs. And I remember hearing. Um, the concept of the this unrefined gold being put into a uh, a crucible, and the crucible is a fireproof pot, uh, and that pot is put into the furnace of affliction, affliction, 
And then after a period of time, the, uh, there would be the heat that would literally draw out of, of the broken uh, pieces of, of rock or ore. Um, uh, so I, I knew the general concept. And I know, uh, I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Okay. Then one day I thought, I'm going to just look and see if there is, if there are scriptures. Um, I don't think there are, but like like the word crucible, I'd never seen the word crucible. And I, all of a sudden I see crucible, and then I see dross, and I see multiple words that um, I that went beyond this uh, cursory knowledge that I had of the refining process. So I'm just going to share this with you and see if it makes sense of why we're talking about it. Because in the Bible, there are many, many references um, that present the refining of gold and silver as a parallel to God refining us through our own painful trials. And this unforgettable allegory is meant to help us understand the purpose behind our pain. Specifically, it's to conform us to the character of Christ. Now, clearly, we don't develop Christ-like character all at once. Uh, character is forged over time, uh, especially through fiery trials. Indeed, uh, at the time, at the same time, God is our refiner, and we see this the many, many scriptures of Psalm 66.10, For you, God, tested us, you refined us like silver. Well, um, because the Bible is filled with images of God working as a refiner in our lives, we can gain much insight by understanding the refining process. So I'm going to present six stages of refinement. The first stage is the breaking. This is where the refiner breaks up. Not It's not just having this huge rock. Uh, he, he breaks up the natural ore. And in biblical times, the refiner began by breaking up um, what I'll, I'll call rough ore. Uh, it's, it's hardened rock encased with common minerals such as tin and copper and zinc, but which also might possibly contain rare metals. These are the precious metals of gold and silver. And breaking the rock is necessary to begin the refining process of exposing highly valuable metals to heat. Now, when I was checking words in the Bible, I thought, huh, the, the Lord says, my people are the ore, that's Jeremiah 6, 27, and we are, um, so we are, you and I, um, those who've gone through great trials, we, we're the rough rock in need of hammering, breaking, and refining, and uh, Jeremiah 23 and 29 says, is not my word like fire? declares the Lord, like a hammer 
that breaks a rock in pieces. So you've got to break up the rock first to be able to get uh, the possibility of getting to the gold and silver. So stage two is the crucible. Again, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Uh, the refiner places unrefined silver or gold into a crucible. What that means is the refiner puts broken, crushed ore into a fireproof melting pot that's able to withstand intense heat. Then the refiner places the crucible into the furnace at the precise temperature necessary for separating out these inferior metals that would otherwise uh, mar the quality of the gold and silver. And uh, just as the furnace is used to purify silver in the crucible, our refiner uses the heat uh, of a uh, severe trial in our lives, uh, an impacting trial to purify our hearts and to cleanse our character. Uh, Proverbs 17.3 says, The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Stage three. And by the way, I know you're, you told me you were going to be going to a Bible uh, college, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay, so you can use this perhaps in something. I'm going to send it to you, by the way. Okay, now okay. the word dross. I didn't know dross was in the Bible. And the refiner places the crucible in the heated furnace to remove dross. What that means is as the ore melts in the crucible under the watchful eye of the refiner, a layer of impurities called dross eventually appears. And dross refers to the scum that forms on the surface of the liquefied molten metal. The Bible says, remove the dross from the silver and a silversmith can produce a vessel. Proverbs 25, verse 4. So for us individually, dross is going to represent anything impure or worthless, any wrong motive, wrong attitude, wrong action, any, any sin that keeps us from being all that God created us to be. Yet the Word of God states the problem succinctly. Your silver has become dross. That's Isaiah 1, 22. So now we're at stage four. This is the heat. The refiner raises the temperature to higher degrees. And I remember thinking, I don't understand why am I going through this again? I've been here. I, why am I experiencing this again? Well, yeah. the heat extracts the dross. Now, the impurities emitted during the refining process uh, after the refiner painstakingly skims off these impurities again and again, he this is what I couldn't understand, then he increases the heat and places the crucible back into the blistering furnace. Again and again, I knew I had heard something about up to seven times. And we are told 
in historical literature, impurities rise to the surface. Again and again, the crucible is returned to the furnace. Now, this was the amazing thing to me. A refiner knows the exact temperature needed to extract the dross, and he knows that only certain, listen to this, only certain impurities are released at certain temperatures. This is what I, I had no idea of. In Psalm 12, verse 6, we read, And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. My friend, when I saw refined seven times, I thought, I, I, I thought, I know that that's part of the process, but I didn't know that was scripture. So now stage five, it's the purification. So again, only certain impurities are emitted at certain temperatures. So this purification, the refiner continues to remove the impurities each time with utmost skill and patience. The refiner removes layer after layer of dross increasingly. Uh, and the silver and gold become more pure and precious than before. And to gauge the process, the refiner looks for his own reflection on the surface of the crucible, the crucible's contents. The more the dross is removed, the less distorted is his reflection. Notice, the refiner never leaves the crucible. He sits by it. The Bible says our refiner, that's the Lord himself, sits over the refining process to purify us. The Bible says in Malachi 3.3, He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify and refine them like gold and silver. And the last stage is the reflection. The refiner sees a, finally a clear image of himself. He looks over into the pot and sees first a dim reflection of himself. Only after repeated skimming off, layer after layer, floating on the surface, only when the refiner looks at the metal-filled, the gold and silver or silver-filled crucible, he and sees this clear image of himself is the process complete. And this what's what happens in Isaiah 48:10, he says, See, I have refined you, though not as silver or gold. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. 
That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll be happy to help you to uh, get the right resources of ours into your hands. They have uh, they have lots of resources on our website that are free and uh, even downloadable. You can print those out if you need to, or you can uh, take a look at them right there, just a couple of pages on each of the topics we have. And then there are also the keys for living and larger treatments on each of those subjects, over 100 topics, and they can recommend some to you and get those into your hands pretty soon. We want to recommend our keys for living on trials called God's Refining Fire. As uh, June's explaining the concept of that now uh, to tonight's caller, and uh, you might want to see that for yourself as well. It's called, again, Trials, God's Refining Fire. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life, just give us a call at 800-917-800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, you'll leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as possible and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We do have availability in the next few days. We'd like to hear from you and make you a part of a, an upcoming program. Again, it's 800 night 17 Let's return to our conversation now with Michael. Well, Michael, uh, can you identify with anything I've shared regarding the refining process? Um, Yes. Um, It's, you know, I, I, I can see that, you know, I think the, the scripture verse that, kept echoing in my mind as you were as you were uh, speaking was that God loves those that he corrects and I I felt you know the love of God at that point well there's one scripture I didn't mention that I want to mention it's imperative in job, 23, and you know that um, the book of Job, it's one trial after another. Yeah. In Job 23.10, he says, He knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Yeah. 
So the refining process takes, it's not just um, a trial and then we quickly get over it. Uh, there is a process that where you and I need to trust God with it. And what, what we're able to do eventually over certain trials, we look back and we think, what did I learn from that? And um, a few years ago, very few years ago, uh, I went through a trial and I couldn't talk about it. And I, I, I thought, I cannot believe this. This, this, can't, this can't be happening but it was, and um, it, uh, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not at liberty to, to tell you what it was, but, um, I mean, it made me question, um, I, I thought, well, you know, I may be, uh, whatever I'm doing now may end, you know, it's, it's kind of like I, 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 I certainly couldn't see the other side, except I knew the character of God, too. And I had to trust him with whatever he was going to do with the situation, because there were false accusations. And, you know, it's just uh, things that I never expected to go through. But I... And all I can say is... Um, I trust that when God is refining us, he knows not only how long we need to be in the furnace, but at times when there are things that we need to see differently. And I, I did learn from that severe trial. Uh, I could only tell a few people. Uh, but, uh, you know... I, I didn't understand it at the time. I thought, why why would this be happening? But and and it was out of my control what certain people had done. But the bottom line is, um, I I've been so grateful that I am not in that situation, and I've been able to now go forward. Uh, but I can promise you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can see that I learned some very valuable lessons of how to deal with difficult people and or not be doing some of the things that you know I mean I, I've just needed to be a learner in the midst of it but I I had to trust okay, God, I don't understand this. I can't change this where it is. Um, I can have explanations, but I couldn't. I, I guess what I'm just trying to say is I know at times when it life doesn't make sense because that didn't make sense why I would have to go through that. And yeah. um, so I, but, but what I'm going to say to you, my friend, is you're going to get through this and not only that, he knows the way that you're taking, and you will come forth as gold. And Thank I'll just you say, so much. I'll just say, Thank watch, you. just watch, 
and see what he will do. Job didn't understand what he was going through, he well, didn't, or the why. And yet, uh, you know, if you read the the last uh, chapter of the book of Job, it's Job forty, and um, it's 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 interesting his conclusion. Um, he he says, um, I've just turned to it. Let me see here. Where are you? I think it's gross. No, it's not 40. Sorry, it's 42. No wonder. Yeah. It says, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. It's like, yeah, I've heard. I mean, I, I know in my head or my ears, but now my eyes have seen you. In other words, it's like he's seeing the Lord in a fresh way. And uh, he says, you know, or he says, I know you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. But the end result was Job is he did make him prosperous again. In fact, gave him twice as much as he had before. And um, but, you know, there was comfort and consolation uh, that he did receive and Many people are drawn to the book of Job because they feel like, I feel like Job, I'm going through, you know, the deepest trials of my life. And those are, there were significant trials. And you have gone through significant trials. But what I would say to you, my friend, they are not wasted. They will not be wasted. Amen. I've already seen God's goodness and his grace and his power and in in manifest through me for towards others um and like you i just i'm I'm just like well why now why again i mean haven't i been Mm -hmm. through this but when you spoke of that those other minerals that had to be loosed from where in wherever they were embedded in yes. that rock to where they could be melted and become dross um so that the gold or, or and or the silver the precious stone could be purified and exactly. so i get it i i totally not totally but well <laughs> i see it to a larger extent now yes you know? yes and, and, and one last point. thing in Job forty-two twelve, the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part, even though he was wealthy before. But yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it's so. There is a blessing that you will be experiencing, and it's a matter of saying, "Okay, God, I am willing to trust you." As I go yeah. through this, I I, I don't understand. And, you know, at times we don't understand. And we don't have to understand. Our job is to say, okay, I'm willing for you to use whatever trial in my life. Um, I'm willing to trust you with my life. So that's your job. and, And what you had taught me before, 
is not lost on me because I continue to thank the Lord, <laughs> not necessarily for all things, but in right. in all things I can thank Him, and Excellent. which I do, and I I literally am am magnifying Him and thanking Him because I know He is a good God. It's just there's something in me that. You know, and I know I do ask this question, Lord, what is it? What I need to learn? Where, how do I, what is it that I need to learn to, to overcome this? And some things just take time. And, and I guess mm -hmm. it's like, I just wish it would hurry up and get over. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think also God understands that. I mean, he knows, but we trust him with our lives. You know, the, the mindset can be life's not fair, and that's true. Uh, I, I don't deserve this much heartache, this much disappointment. Um, well, that... Uh, it is what it uh, is, huh, June? Yeah, it, it, and for whatever reason, there are... There's part of the populace, you and me, that was that experience the the severity of pain. But I can tell you, I I do see. I'm drawn to you because I understand that you understand <laughs> um, severity of trials, and so yeah. many people don't. And so I don't understand people who don't have, you know, severe trials. But because but but. That doesn't mean that their lives don't have value, but there right. are going to be people like you and me that are going to identify with the severe hurts of others, and God's going to use us, especially in those lives. Right. Now, before you go, what's that first, you gave me one, the first verse in Job, I, I didn't write it down, what was it? Remember? Okay. Uh, yeah, this is where he says, I, I will come forth as gold. It's Job 23, verse 10. He knows the way I take, and when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. So I'm, I'm going to send this to you. It's called Trials, um, God's Refining Fire. And that will be a gift to you from our ministry. And I'm so for you, my friend. And I believe Thank in you. you. I believe in Christ in you and how he's going to be using you in the lives of so many others. But especially you, those I who you have. So much. Thank you. Your, well, I hope Thank we you. get to talk again. We will be sending our keys for living on trials called God's Refining Fire. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge, by the way, because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. To get in touch with the program, just call us at 800-917. We do have availability in the next few days. We'd like to have you as part of the program. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.